This episode of the Wildly Balanced podcast is sponsored by the How to Hire and Utilize a VA in Your Business Masterclass. Are you ready to hire a VA for your ever-growing business but not sure how? In this in-depth masterclass, I'm going to teach you everything you need to know about hiring a VA in your business. What is a VA? Where's the best place to find a VA? Why should you hire a VA? How to outsource with ease. In this 45-minute masterclass, you will walk away with a potent, juicy list of tasks that you can outsource today. How amazing is that? Get this bad boy for only 22 bucks. Visit the link in our show notes or go to carlyitaco.podia.com to learn more. That's carlyitaco, C-A-R-L-Y-I-T-A-C-O dot podia, P-O-D-I-A dot com to learn more. Welcome to the Wildly Balanced Podcast. Wildly Balance is your weekly permission slip to bring more fun and wildness into your work-life balance. Join us every week for our favorite tips on how to have more fun, shift your mindset, and let your wild side flow. Welcome back to another episode of the Wildly Balanced podcast. Today, I have a super exciting guest on here. I'm so excited to sit down and chat with Meg Calvin. Meg here is a writing and marketing coach who helps writers do the deep spiritual work to create their best-selling book. I'm so excited that you're here. This is going to be such a good conversation because I feel like books are just just timeless and such an amazing way to like get your story out there and like help a wider range of, of clients. So thanks so much for being here, Meg. My pleasure, Carly. Thank you so much for having me on. I have been so blessed by Wildly Balanced Podcast as a as a mom, as a wife, as a friend, and as a business owner. So thank you so much for letting me come on and hopefully serve your audience around the topic of writing a book on their heart. Amazing. I think we were talking about it just before I hit record. And it's really exciting that you like came on and you're like, oh my God, I listen. And you like found us through listening to the podcast. Cause I, I like to ask our guests, like how they found us. And a lot of the guests that we've had so far has been like people I know in my community. So I'm like, I don't really like, I don't expect them to listen beforehand. I just want to like tell their story. So yeah, it's really exciting that you're, you're here and you've listened. Yes. Oh yes. Wildly balanced in my mind is like Schitt's Creek. And Letter Kinney, it's just Canadian fine art that we just got to get down to the States. <laughs> I've never been more flattered. <laughs> That's so sweet. Thank you so much. So can you tell me a little bit about you and who you are, your business, what lights you up, all that good stuff? Yes, 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 yes. So I am a great air guitar player. I love to dance. I have a, a daughter and a husband and a friends. So I'm, I'm a human. You probably gathered that already. And yes, I am a writing and marketing coach, as you said, that helps people write market and sell their Amazon bestseller. And to do that, we get to do the deep spiritual work, which is getting down to writers, deep subconscious blocks, because that's what really holds us back is our limiting beliefs and these deep subconscious narratives about our talent about our identity. It's very rarely a, a lack of idea or a lack of time <laughs> for people. The main block is there is a deep subconscious narrative or limiting belief that's holding the writer back. So I get to get in there and help them unblock it as a partner, as a coach. I have been doing this for three years, which is so exciting. And before that, I had 15 years in the ministry. So I was a seminary trained 
mainline Protestant minister and went to seminary to study pastoral care and writing, curriculum writing. And after my first book got picked up by a traditional publishing house in 2017, I was already coaching ministers how to prevent compassion fatigue and professional burnout, which led to my second book, which was satirical self-help about helping recovering people pleasers (laughs) and helping recovering holy rollers tap into the power of the divine within them and find healing and power. And after that book dropped there, there were so many people that were coming up to me and telling me their great book ideas. So people were coming up to me and some, some were clients that I was serving in the ministry field. And they had these great book ideas that were super healing, super helpful. However, their books would never be born because of their religious indoctrinations around making money around marketing and around following their bliss, following their joy and their pleasure. So I began, I dived, dived heart first into learning all I could about marketing and got my second book to bestseller on Amazon and then began coaching other people how to do the same thing. So I've been so fortunate to go full-time as of a year ago. So started it on the side. I'm only sharing this because I know your audience started on the side. And I loved what you and Jill said in that episode about you called out unpopular opinions about entrepreneurship or something. And you shared that not everyone's meant to be full-time. If you're an entrepreneur or be part-time, that's awesome. And so that that's wonderful. And um, I was, I was, I was one of those that just felt in my heart of hearts. I did want to be full-time and own my own business and do this and help get all the positive healing books into the world. And so I started at January of 2020 and then went full-time um, at the same time was doing professional marketing for online Christian course creators at that time. So, and my boss even, I even told my boss, this is just a bridge between the church and my own business. So January, 2020 launched it part-time and then became full-time August of 2021. Yeah. And I've been able, had the honor to serve 33 clients since January of 2020, which is super awesome and exciting because they're all amazingly kind and creative people. So yeah, that, that is, that is who I Oh, I guess the last thing about who I am is that I'm weird. I'm weird in the game because not only do I know the game of marketing the bestseller and writing a nonfiction book or a memoir, I know those games very, very well, but I'm weird in the game because I don't only know those sides of the game, but I also bring in the, the spiritual side, the creative coaching side. And I like to say that I have the frequency, unlike other coaches, I've owned my weird. I own my my weirdness of, I have the frequency of, if you were to take Adam Sandler and a shaman and mix them together, that is the the energy I bring to my coaching calls. (laughs) So that's me. Oh my God. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing all that. I just, wow. It's so, I could listen to you talk all day. You have such a good voice and you're so, (sighs) your story is so fun. I love how your background really like you know, paved the way and transitioned into like the online world just in time mm-hmm. for COVID to hit too, which is so oh convenient. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're so right. Lots of people wanted to write books during COVID. You're so right. Mm-hmm. We had nothing else to do. So nothing else to do. Totally. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I also love that you embrace your weirdo, your mm-hmm. weird side. We love a weirdo here at Wildly Balanced living that non-traditional life. Yes. That's so good. <laughs> How many books do you currently have? You just kept naming books. I was like, oh my God, when's she going to stop? Yes. Yes. So two, two, two books, and then one guided reflection journal. That's a supplement to the second book. Yep. 
That's so exciting. Yes. Oh my God. I love doing, I think I mentioned it in like every guest episode. So if people are getting tired of it, too bad it's my podcast mm. of having people on because I feel like all the guests that I've had on lately have just like like scratched this inch itch inside myself of like telling me exactly what I needed to hear. And I've actually been like dabbling with the idea of writing a book, which is like never something I ever thought I'd do. So this episode is really just for me to stay motivated and <laughs> learn yes. the five tips on how to write a book. Yes. That which you seek also seeks you, as Rumi says. <laughs> Ooh, amen. Yes. So true. Yes. Is there an overarching question that the book is whispering to you Ooh. that it might want to explore? Or is it a, a topic that's whispering or is it something that's aggravating you that you want to write about? Yeah. I feel like this is like the debut for the podcast because I haven't told anyone, but I kind of want to do like a self-help style book similar to the podcast here of like how to, you know, like set boundaries unapologetically and like create that work-life balance that you've been craving. So kind of like basically taking the podcast and just like putting it into book form to reach more audiences. Yes. I love that. I love that so many podcasters are doing that right now because Mm -hmm. so as, as we're in content, your idea is amazing by the way. And I knowing your and Jill's uh, value of the show, bringing in the, the divine feminine of being beautifully chaotic and messy and balanced, not having to mean routine. Um, I, I love the idea and I could even see it taking a really weird and funky form with the book itself. And, but what I was going to say, this serves, I think this serves your audience as well as I feel like it will serve you to say, since we're so content crammed right now, more than ever before, (laughs) one of the best ways to serve your audience, whether you're a coach or you have your own business or you do courses or you have books, whatever it is, the, one of the best ways to serve your audience is to exist in their world outside of their smartphones or their computer. So one beautiful way to do that to, is to have a book that they can put in their shotgun seat in their car or their bedside table. They have that touch point that Carly Merriweather lives is a part of my life. So whenever I have a question about self-help or balancing my life, now that I'm a newlywed or whatever, I'm not going to go YouTube some rando, some rando influencer on Instagram or whatever. I'm going to reach out to Carly because it's that touch point outside of the internet. So that is a huge, I think the number one reason to write a book is if you're if your if your soul your whatever word you want to use soul heart is whispering to you that it wants to then do it 100% and then a second reason is the one i the one i just shared like that is a great way to to serve your audience is to exist outside of the internet ooh i think that just gave me the push i needed yes that's so i love that so much that's so true yes, yes. And it's just like being able cuz i feel like another thing with COVID too. And just like me personally is like trying to stay away from my phone and technology Mm -hmm. as much as possible, because if I'm not working on my computer, I'm like working on my phone, posting for clients, you know, Mm -hmm. or I'm like scrolling social media. And I feel like I really need to like step back and put the phone away, just unplug for a minute. Yes. Yeah. That's so powerful. Mm -hmm. Yep. Especially if you're a creative if you if you are mm-hmm. which everyone has capabilities but especially if you're one like yourself that you're you are constantly trying to tap into the divine feminine to receive inspiration and create whether it's words for the podcast or words for your book yeah it's hard it's hard to be in the divine feminine when we're in when our brains in zombie mode and we're just scrolling on social media <laughs> 
Totally. Totally. So yeah, this podcast is specifically just for me. So I'm so glad that you're here. I would really love to dive into, I know the title of this episode and like what we were kind of talking about is the five tips, five or so tips to write your book, even when you don't feel like it. And I'd love for you to just like take the board and like drop some knowledge on us. Okay. Yes. And to honor your desires. There are awesome. no rules here. There are no rules here. Ooh, very exciting. Okay. I actually don't want to share them all at first. I want to share one and then unpack it just for a little bit and I'll keep it really concise and brief. Yeah. Perfect. I awesome. love it. Okay. So speaking of the divine feminine, I am watching the clock. The divine feminine, as I'm sure a lot of your audience is aware, when I use that word, it doesn't have, it has nothing to do with anatomy. And what I'm speaking of is that inside an integrated human, we have both the capabilities to be in the masculine, purposely showing in my right hand, to be in the masculine, which is, which I'm a bad asset. And I'm sure you are too, because you're a virtual assistant, <laughs> which is organization, structure, force, create a system, overanalyze, overanalyze some more <laughs> and make shit happen. That's awesome. There's also a time where we get to let our divine feminine lead, which is to receive, which is to receive inspiration, to receive pleasure, to receive help, to nurture, to be dynamic, to be spontaneous, to be beautifully chaotic and messy, dynamic. So why do I, why do I say these? Why do I define these for your listeners? Even though most of them don't need me to define them. I define them because after three books myself and being in the publishing game since 2017 and working with 33 clients, these five tips are evidence of how to write when you don't feel like it. And this first one has to do with divine masculine, divine feminine. And that is the most successful creative artist. And I would add to artists, authors, they beautifully know how to dance the spectrum of masculine and divine feminine, when to go on stage and perform when they're tired and when to write a song. So the first tip is tapping into the divine masculine, and that is to be regimented with your time each week when you're going to show up and receive the inspiration to write. So notice I brought in masculine language and also divine feminine. The most successful writers, all of my clients that I have had the honor of partnering with, they all have talked to their roommate or their lover, their spouse, their boss, whoever they live with. And that person knows that every Thursday night they are writing. And, and that, that language, depending on personality could be, I'm going to show up Thursday night and whatever comes, I'm going to receive it. That could be one personality type. Another personality type could have bullet points and they know exactly what they're going to write. But set number one is to be committed to a regimented time each week that you are doing creative work. Now, asterisk, you might not be a weekly writer and that's okay. Cheryl Strayed, who wrote Wild, that Reese Witherspoon turned into an awesome movie, Cheryl Strayed is known for binge writing. So she only writes once a month and she tells her family one weekend a month, I leave you all. I go to a hotel. I lock myself in my hotel room and I binge write all weekend. She's still meeting her word count goals. She's still being regimented, but she's not doing it daily or weekly. So authors get to decide what's a win for them. Are they a daily writer? 500 words a day. Are they weekly writer? 2000 words a week. Are they, a, are they binge writing once a month? Whatever it is, they are committed and regimented and that is being in the masculine energy. And that is okay and good because you can still receive the inspiration in that space that you blocked out time for. Okay, step number two is to be aligned with how you are wired. So whether it is the Enneagram, Strengths Finder, Myers-Briggs, Human Design, which I know you guys did a great episode on, whatever it is, 
take time to figure out how the universe, God, however you are beautifully wired, and then honor that. So you might look up how do, what is the best work environment for an Enneagram three, or what is the best way for me to make choices as a, as a generator? How do I make decisions as a generator on human design? Oh, I'm a one, three. That means I'm going to have to, I want to gather all the information. And then I like to rebel and rock the boat, like just figure out how you're wired and then align your environment and your, your routine based on that. There's a chance there might be things I'm saying right now that your listeners are like, that doesn't serve me. And that very well could be because you're beautifully wired differently than I am. So take a personality test or some kind of test to figure out how you're wired and honor it. Do you want me to pause before I go to step number three? I just want to unpack both of those because I have so many feels also. I had that feeling. (laughs) No, I love it. It's amazing. Also, I just want to say that I love you. I love your energy. I'm so glad that you're here. And I feel like I'm just like vibrating just listen to you talk. Cause it's like, like I have no doubt that you've written three books now. Cause you're so knowledgeable and so wise. And I feel like you're just like a master at your craft. I just want to say that before oh, we continue. I received that. Thank you. I'll send this to you. You can use that testimonial. <laughs> oh, wow. What a yes. What a, I will. I will. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. It was so good. I also love that you said, cause like Like I said, I've been kind of like dabbling with writing a little bit and it's kind of going to be like, it's going to be like half self-help book, half like memoir about me kind of thing. So I'm really excited about it. And I feel like I've been very much like, I'm going to like very creative with it of like, I'm not going to like sit down and write once a week. I'm going to like let creative come to me. And I love that you kind of spoke on it that way of like, you don't have to sit down every day at this time Mm -hmm. or every week at this time. Like you can be more flexible and fluid with it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's super important. And I love that. Also, yeah, since we had Susan on with the human design, like she gave me a a whole human design reading on the back end too. And I was like, this makes so much sense. And it's just really nice to have like that permission slip to be like, you're not going to be the kind of person who sits down weekly and writes, you know, mm-hmm. this amount of words. So you were really you have a, to like listen to your body. Were you a projector like she was, like Susan was? I, or were... I think I'm a generator. Okay. I'm a bad, I'm bad. Mm-hmm. I forget already. No, not bad. I have it written down somewhere. <laughs> there's, there's so many, so many tests out there to remember what labels we are. So it's hard to remember. So I'm so glad that served you. Oh, That's really. huge. Yeah. So that's only two out of five. I'm stoked. Please continue. Okay. Awesome. I'm so glad. I'm so glad these are helping. This was a game. These are game changers for me and my, my clients as well. The other, we're going to, these are going to get a little more unconventional. So just bear with me. Step number three, (laughs) step number three is to how to write when you don't feel like it. It doesn't, this step doesn't have to do with your write time. This step is to intentionally, you know, you know, the buzzword mindfulness that's been exploding everywhere and not only the medical field, thankfully exploding everywhere, not only in the medical field, but also in schools and now in the Christian world, thankfully it's finally there. Mindfulness at its core is being in the divine feminine and mindfulness at its core is simply, this is step number three is to, I know this is kind of an awkward word, especially because for women, because society has shamed us over the years. The set number three is to be sensual all throughout your day. Now, am I saying be turned on and be horny all day long? <laughs> not, no, that's not what I'm saying. Sensual is to allow yourself to be touched through all your senses all throughout the day. 
you're like, Meg, that's kind of weird. What does that have to do with writing? It has everything to do with writing. I got chills. Um, everything to do with writing. So when you are going to the coffee shop and you smell roasted coffee beans, really take time to smell and give thanks and take that in. When a guy walks by you, even if you are married and the smell is, or in a committed relationship and the smell of his cologne overtakes you because it's such a really hot, amber, warm, vanilla, sandalwood smell. And it just take time to, oh, that smells so good. Like receive the smell. When a friend hugs you, receive the hug. Really listen to the bass guitar in Heyo by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like noticing all of your senses and receiving them. Now, why does that have to do with writing? Because so many times we're totally in divine masculine all day, folding laundry, doing dishes, feeding the baby, whatever it is, divine masculine force, do, do, do. Then we sit down at the keys and we're like, okay, I'm ready. Inspire me. I'm ready to receive it, muse. But we haven't been in the space. We haven't been practicing receiving all day. So the more sensual we are throughout the day, the more able we are to receive things through our senses, that is going to turn up the volume of inspiration when we sit down at the keys to, to type. Ooh. Oh, yeah, oh, that's, yeah, I love that. That's a really, it's a fun one. Okay. And number four is how to write when you don't feel like it is to be in, again, this is a weird one. Number four. Be in conversation with your idea. Now, I hold the belief, and this this could be an unpopular belief, could be. I hold the belief that the whenever I work with a client to write their book with them, partner with them, there's three there's three parties at work. There is the author, there is myself as the partner, writing and marketing coach. And then there is a third entity. The divine, of course, is moving through all of us. And I serve clients all over the theological spectrum. I have a, a boudoir photographer that practices Buddhism. And then on the other side of the spectrum, diehard brimstone, fire and brimstone pastor with a heart of gold, Baptist. I serve people from all over the theological spectrum. And we all agree that there is, there's divinity at work in you, the author, and me, the coach. And the third party is the idea that has chosen you. It's unique. It's its own thing. And I also have the belief that it's it's in you, it's in your head, it whispers to you at night, it's in your gut, and it's there not only to bring you joy and pleasure in creating it and listening to it, but also, and mo- equally as important, it's there, we know this from quantum physics, we know this, that, that energy, that thoughts are energy, and we know this from Christian scripture, if someone wants to go that way that there's this powerful verse in John 1.10 that talks about Jesus celebrating the oneness that we have with each other, that we are connected. And I celebrate that. And I believe that the idea is equally within you, not just to bring you pleasure, but it's in there because someone outside of you has been desperately hungering for someone to help them who is where you once were five to seven years ago, emotionally, they want a trusted guide from the trenches. They want someone with your exact style as a writer, your exact experience, your exact heartache, your exact scar, your exact idea, your exact dreams. They want you and they've been waiting on you to write it. And so their hungering is now inside of you, which is crazy to think of that that's your idea. And so number four, when I say, let's be in conversation with your idea, know that it has its own desires. And sometimes when there's writer's block in an author, it is because 
the book and the author at an impasse. And there's something the book wants to be or say, and the author's fear or the author's ignorance thinking that they're in charge fully. (laughs) And again, this goes into the divine feminine that the author's not bending on something. So we get to intuitively get clear on this unique idea. And when I say be in conversation with your idea, that also gives us permission to know that if you're someone that's going to write more than one book, there's a huge chance that your style could evolve. Your creative process could evolve. We know about entrepreneurship, your target audience could evolve, most likely will evolve. And so be don't show up to the keys thinking it's all me, baby. This is all me because it's not, it's not all you. And the idea it, it it's, it's there. It's going to speak to you. It's going to tell you your ideal audience. It's going to tell you what title it wants to go by. It's going to tell you what weird genre it wants to be. And you're like, what? I've never written that before. Or what? They've never made that a memoir and a self-help book. What? And you're just listening to it. And you're in conver- you're in conversation with the idea. Like it's an actual person that's invited to the party. Damn. I have like like full body chills just (laughs) listening to you. I have so many thoughts running through me. I love the, the be sensual all throughout your day. It's just, Mm. just like a good way to live, honestly. Like I feel like, especially with social media, with like TikTok, the six second attention spans, you know, like everything's very like, I don't know about you, but I've had like a full pot of coffee this morning too. So I'm like, also I get the caffeine shakes that are just like fast, do it quicker, you know? And I feel Mm -hmm. like that's a good reminder to like, slow down and just like romanticize your life you know oh I love how you put that look at everything yeah I've been really like trying to encapsulate that in my whole life too of just like being grateful for like the little things you know and like just romanticizing life and I feel like that was just like damn Mm. like I'm speechless over here it's so good I also love the idea of being in conversation with your idea of like you know, releasing the societal pressure of like, I know exactly what I'm going to write about kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. like, I know that I do this a lot. Me and my partner both do this a lot of like, we'll, we'll have an idea and we'll be really excited about it and we'll tell somebody. Mm -hmm. And then that ideal will shift. That idea will change kind of thing. And then it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, but maybe I have to stick to the original plan because I've already told like this amount of people, which is like, why I didn't, why I haven't been like, actively talking about the book that mm-hmm. I've been writing because it's been like a couple of months now that I've been like slowly chipping away at it and it's like it's completely changed from when I first had this idea to like what it is now like before it was like self-help xyz like you know very mm-hmm. like masculine and now I'm kind of like you know venturing it into the feminine of like it's going to be a memoir and like you know at mm-hmm. first I was like oh no one's going to want to read about me and then I'm like if nobody does I'll read it like mm-hmm. this is for me <laughs> you know? Yes. So, yes. Yeah, I love that idea of like surrendering to the idea. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Your listeners are going to love, love your book. Yes. <gasps> Thank you. I'm so, mm-hmm. so this is connected to what you just said is beautifully connected to the step number five. Last one. Step number five, how to write a book when you don't feel like it. And we're going to bring in Molly Shannon on this one back in her Saturday night live days. And because she's amazing. And so we're going to talk about her. And so step number five is to be open to all the ways that your idea will present itself to you and to when creative moments will strike. Okay. So Molly Shannon, we're going to unpack this one. Sometimes we as authors, we feel that I can't move 
I'm not ready to publish my book or even start writing my book until the idea has complete, the idea has presented itself, like you said, presented itself to me in all its full shape and full glory. I can't, I can't move till I have all the answers. I, I had, I need step A, B, C, and D. So Molly Shannon comes in. Molly Shannon is a comedic genius, as we know. And when she was on Saturday Night Live, the writer's room loved working with her because she was unlike any other comedian. And what she would do is she would come into the writing room, the writer's room, and she would say, I want you to write a character that moves like this. And then she would contort her body in a really weird walk, or she'd make a really weird, loud expression that was very distinct. And, and when she first came, they were like, do you know anything else about her? What's her name? What's the problem of the sketch? What's the climax? And, and Molly would be like, I don't, I don't know. And it just, I, she moves like this. And then she'd do a funny walk or she'd have a funny face. And all of her characters were solely, all of her well-known, Mary Catherine Gallagher, all of them were purely based off of physical comedy, her movement, her facial expression. So she trusted what the idea gave her. And then she took the next step. Ooh. That, that'll preach. She trusted what the idea gave her and then she took her next step. So the same is true for us as writers is like you're experiencing. As soon as you tell that idea within you, I see you, I trust you. I'm committed to making you a reality that serves other people. You're not just going to live in my gut. You're not just going to live in my head. You're not just going to live in my heart. Like I'm committed to you. I, I see you. I trust you. I hear you. That idea it's going to be like a little drip, the little drip that was in the faucet is now Niagara Falls. It's like, oh, Carly sees me and she trusts me and she hears me. I'm going to go, I'm going to tell her so much more now. But the first step is to trust it. I should have, re I really should have recalled, I should have named this step five something different, not just be open, but to, yeah, it's more of a trusting what the idea has given you so far and then take the next step, knowing that, okay, you have step A and some personality types, we might also have step D. Yeah, we might have step D in our visionary mind, but we're like, okay, I'm committed to D. I have no idea how step A, B, C is coming from, but I'm committed. Some personality types might just have step A and then trust it. And the idea will speak up. It will tell you more. Oh, good. Just fucking mic drop. Those are the five. I love <laughs> them so much. I'm just like, like I said, I'm literally like vibrating right now. And I'm like, oh my God, I am. I'm blocking out the rest of the day. I'm writing tonight. <laughs> I can't, I can't. I'm, I'm so, so excited, excited for you. I'm so excited for you. This is so great. Thank you. I'm so excited. I can't wait to check out your books too. I'm going to definitely have to check them out because they sound amazing. Thanks. I'm just, like I said, I'm speechless. I'm like, I don't even know what to say. I hope that this inspires like our listeners too, to like write the book that's been like, you know, in the back of their mind. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, it makes me so excited. I'm, I'm honored. I'm so excited every day when I wake up to think of the healing, helpful, positive books that I, I get to catalyze out into the universe. And yeah. And the, and I've been asked to be a ghostwriter many times and I have no interest in that. Like I honestly, I, my service is to people that ideas have divinely chosen for that human to be the vessel. And then I come along and I'm the cheerleader, the coach, the advocate, the catalyzer for that human to build their brand, to get their bestseller. Oh my God. I love that. I love that. You're like, no, 
I'm not going to write yours, but how can we, no. how can we bring it out of you? Yes. And I should say there's a, if someone wants a ghostwriter, that's awesome. They, they believe that they have a story that's worth telling, but they don't feel the pleasure of writing it and they don't want the pleasure of writing it. That's awesome. That's a whole business model. That's somebody else though. It's not me. Amen. You're like, <laughs> you're like I have recommendations, but that's not yes. what I do. <laughs> exactly right. I do have recommendations. <laughs> Amazing. Oh my God. I love this so much. This is such an important conversation. And I love that it's kind of like different from what we've had on the podcast so far, which is amazing that we get to like showcase awesome people and like, yeah, in so many different fields. I loved your guests so much. So I'm, I'm honored to be now on your Spotify list of, of, of I'm in great, I'm in great company. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I don't want to quit talking yet. So I'm going to ask another question. Okay. Uh, if somebody wanted to write a book and this is inspiring them to, you know, like get their story out there. Is there like one piece of advice that you'd give to someone to like the first, first baby step of like where to start? Is this assuming that they've already surrendered and committed, surrendered to what little information the book is saying? Is this assuming? I think so. Okay. So if they yeah. step number five, yeah. If they have surrender to the idea and are and have said like this is I surrender to you I trust you show more of yourself to me and they're committed to the reality of it not only bringing them joy inside but also bringing others joy so they've done that so the next first step so my my forte is memoirs and nonfiction I have not I have not learned the art and or the science of fiction writing so this is just what I'm talking about as nonfiction or memoirs so the first step, it is a memoir. The first step will be to set a timer for 10 minutes and then get pen and paper and 10 minutes. And as we, as most of us know, who listen to your show, I'm sure they know the study that says that we're using different parts of our brain when we are writing than when we're typing and our memory is more engaged as well. And so take a pen and paper and on 10 minutes, write 10 minute timer, write out since it's a memoir and it's about you, you're the protagonist, you're the main character, your arc, write down the 10, 10 most pivotal moments in your life, like these memories or not your life, but the time period your memoir is covering because memoirs can time travel and memoirs don't have to cover your, it's not an autobiography. So yeah, 10 most pivotal memories that you feel these are on, these are on theme for my memoir. So for mine, uh, a satirical self-help with some memoir in it to how a recovering holy roller found peace, found healing and power. And so the stories that I share are those that show the arc of Meg as a insane people pleaser to Meg as, as a really aligned, integrated, empowered woman. And so, yeah, so that timer, that, that, and then with, if it's a nonfiction book, I have a feeling that nonfiction writers know either the, like you did, they, they have a sense of the overarching question their book wants to ask, or they might have, if it's not an overarching question, and this could be the step is finding this out or clear, getting clear on this. Yeah. That's what I'm feeling for nonfiction book is get clear on this, which is what is an area of holy discontent that is not my saying, that is Bill Hybels saying, an area of holy discontent, he talks about something that that aggravates you, that breaks your heart, that at 2 a.m. you wake up to go potty and you're like, oh God, I'm scared of this all of a sudden. And 
chances are that is your ideal audience's pain point that you get to serve them as a trusted guide from the trenches. And that's also going to help you stay motivated. And that's also going to make a really passionate book. If you can, before you even start writing it, if, if, an, if an overarching question isn't coming to you and we think about blogs and we like that use our subtitles with big ROIs in them, like how to grow a podcast without lip singing on TikTok or whatever, like how to, if you can't think about that, if you can't think about your how to for your nonfiction book or the overarching question, think about a pain point on that subject matter. And so uh, coming to the end of this, I promise for my, my first book, it's a how to guide the blue bonnet child, how that bir- that book birthed because I was in seminary and I was being trained on how to equip the parents as their primary faith nurturer of their kids' faith. But I was losing sleep at night and my heart was breaking because I was thinking of kids whose families, they were, they were part of families that were highly abusive or highly neglectful. What about those parents? So I had this holy discontent. The second book came because I had this holy discontent of why are ministers so freaking lazy? Like, why are we in the religious world lazy? Like my ambition, as Reese Witherspoon says, I think my ambition is not dirty. Like I want to be a holy woman that also gets shit done and is very accomplished. And that is good and holy that I'm ambitious. So why, why do we as ministers hate ambition? Why are we lazy? There was this I was aggravated about something. And so for nonfiction writers, I would listen to that and clarify that into an overarching question. That was so long. I'm so sorry. Please do not apologize for art. (laughs) That was incredible. I realized after I said it that it was like a very loaded question. And I feel like you (laughs) delivered so beautifully for both like the memoir side and the nonfiction side. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so, so glad. Oh, I have one other tip for memoir writers. Oh, yeah. Tell us. So after you list, after you list your character, your timer for 10 minutes, 10 pivotal stories that led to your arc, notice what characters, what people in your life are involved in those stories and the the characters in those stories that this might be common knowledge to some, those characters that do change, that grow, that have an arc like you do, they're dynamic characters. And we want to know a lot about them in regards to, I'm probably sharing too much, sorry. And when I say the opposite of dynamic character would be a static character that doesn't grow throughout your memoir or isn't really involved in that many stories. And we don't need to know that much about them. And then the third tip for memoir writing is the strongest writers, fiction or memoir, the strongest writers can describe a person in, a, in your memoir, describe the values, the motivations, the quirks of that person, not through a police report, like she was five, three with blue eyes and red hair, not through the police report, but describe their quirks, values, their underlying motivations through their, their physical characteristics. And so an example of that in Harry Potter, like the first few pages, he talks about his aunt and she says something like her neck was stretched so long from always leaning out the window to get in other people's business. It's some, it's worded much better than that. But in that one sentence, we know a lot about that character. So as memoir writers, we get to do that too. So you'll notice when you list those 10, what those 10 memories, whichever characters are coming up a lot and are changing and growing, they're your dynamic characters. And you get to describe their physical, describe their motives through physical characteristics. That was a lot of tips for memoir writers. I hope it served somebody. It's so good. I can't wait to 
like put this episode out into the world because it's so jam-packed and I'm just I'm honored to be able to like bring this to the audience I'm so excited thank you I also love what you said about writing versus typing because I am very much a like online person like I like to take notes my like when I take notes which is rarely it's like in a google doc Mm -hmm. so I'm very much like an online person I'm also very minimal with like my belongings in my life you know like I like to travel so like I don't want to carry around like a bunch of notebooks kind of thing Mm -hmm. so I'm very much like a typing person so it's really interesting that you said like writing versus typing and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try writing stuff later today when I when I write about my book yes just and and to be clear just for this exercise yeah go back to typing definitely definitely when it's come when it's time to build the actual like build the actual book yeah but for this exercise I have found it to be more effective with pen totally oh my god I have not written since like high school and I went to journal the other day and I was like wow my hand is cramping after like four words so (laughs) this will be a good exercise both for my wrist and my mind oh yes 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 I'm excited for you Thank you. I'm so excited. This is such a like, I am just in awe, like this entire episode. I feel like some episodes, like I've loved every single guest. That oh, we've totally. Had. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like like this one, it's already been like 40 minutes and it has flown by because yeah. it's just so jam packed. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so excited. I'm so excited to re-listen. <laughs> it's a blast. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. I'm very curious what your unpopular opinion is you know that we always do an unpopular opinion around Mm -hmm. like with the guest episodes so it could be around like basically the first thing that comes to mind your unpopular opinion around that yeah I don't know my unpopular opinion is that it's not okay for us to spiritually bypass responsibility because of our zodiac sign speaking as a sun sign cancer moon sign Pisces, rising Taurus. I'm just a big old sack of intuition and emotion, but my Taurus kind of gets me to do things anyway, but I don't think it's in our best interest to hide behind our Zodiac sign, our Enneagram number, our human design, because I think sometimes it limits us in serving others. However, I do know that all of our souls have different curriculum in this, in this incarnation, in this world. So there's a chance that what works for me in saying that, that I don't, I don't, I don't want to partner with clients that are hiding behind their Zodiac. If they are, I call them out on it and we give them the tools to stop hiding, like realign with their desires and checking in like, well, or because you're hiding behind being an Aries that you don't honor time commitments. Like, is that getting you to bestseller? No. Well, let's anyway, I'll call them out on it. And I don't, I try not to spiritually bypass responsibility because of my Zodiac sign, but for someone else, maybe it, maybe it does, it does serve them to do that. So I guess the, the one unpopular opinion that I am certain on that I have is, um, there's a trend right now in book writing because they're saying our attention spans are shorter than ever, which they kind of are, but the unpopular opinion is we should make nonfiction books around 20 to 30,000 words. So that's under a hundred pages and we should keep it at a third to fifth grade reading level because people are so busy. And I a hundred percent, I don't care who I offend. I disagree with that because I believe that a good book is a good book and that people will keep reading it no matter how long it is. And that we need to, I, I think that's a trend we should push back against and keep giving people great juicy language through our words. So I disagree with that. Oh, I love that. I love that you gave two. First of all, the first one is like so true. And I feel like your Zodiac sign, your Enneagram, your human design, all this stuff, it's 
it should not be an excuse. That's totally mm-hmm. true. Like this is a tool and it should be your co-pilot to help yeah. you get to the end goal. It should not be holding you back. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I love it. I never even heard that. Or I don't, I mean, I'm not in the like book writing, like algorithm yet, but I haven't heard that, that like it needs to be under a hundred pages or whatever. I feel like with mine too, like the book that I'm writing, I'm keeping it very fluid and like letting it be what it needs to be, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I'm like, it could be eight pages. It could be 800. I'm yes. just going to like see where it takes me. Mm-hmm. Yes. There was one YouTuber I loved and I bought his book and it came, it was $17 on, I couldn't wait to get it. Cause I loved his content and I got it in the mail and thing was a pamphlet thing was not a book. And there was a part of me that was like, how dare he charge me $17 for a pamphlet. But then there was another part of me that was like, go him. He knows that his audience loves him and loves his content and will pay for whatever. And I loved his little pamphlet. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love that. Yeah. Oh my God. This has been such a beautiful episode. And again, I can't wait to like re-listen to it. And like, anytime I feel unmotivated, I'm just going to come back to this episode and like re-motivate myself. Oh, I'm so glad. That's awesome. I'm so glad. It's been so good talking to you and getting to know you. It's also really interesting to me, unrelated to what we've been talking about too, is that you've listened to the podcast. So you kept like saying stuff about me. And I feel like a lot of the guests, like I know a lot about them or it's like a Mm -hmm. two-way street but I'm like, this is my first time meeting you. And it's like, you already know my energy and you know me. Yes. So that's been yes. really interesting and cool. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> yes. Like every single episode, you know that we do a permission slip. So I would like yes. to give you a second to think about yours. I'll go first. My permission slip this week is to schedule writing time because, mm. you know, cats mm-hmm. out of the bag, I'm writing a book. It's happening. Yes. And I've been very hesitant to like, put time on my calendar to write it kind of thing. Like Mm -hmm. I have a sauna that I use for my business and I have a task that's like brain dump for book. But I think I like turned it off because I was like, don't tell me what to do. You know, (laughs) I've been very like hesitant coming towards it. So that's so great. Thank you. I'm going to schedule time to write about it and just know and allow and release the idea that inspiration will not come to me and just know that you know, creativity will come to me when it needs to come to me, which is, which will be on my calendar. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Okay. My permission slip based on, I think I'm going to change it based on what you just shared. And while pleasure is very important to have fun and have pleasure, the other, the permission slip I want to share based on what you're based on now that I know that you are an author is I give you permission and others listening permission to protect your creative energy. And like you and your partner are already doing, be very picky and particular with who you share about your, your book idea too. So I think it's amazing that you shared it on your show. That's huge. That's speaking it into reality. But now if you don't want to say another flipping word about it to anyone until it's sent to the copy and line editor, that's awesome because we don't want anyone else's, it would be just be very picky, very picky because chances are people that love you, that love Carly, and love Carly, uh, love Carly's podcast. They love you. There's a big chance. They're not your target audience for the book, not your podcast listeners, but those that love you. So that's okay. They can love you without loving your book. And you also get to choose not to tell them. So you have permission to protect your creative energy. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Yeah. This is my sneak peek. Uh, like what's the word? This is my like debut that I'm writing a book and I'm not Mm going to share anything else until it's ready. Yeah. Thank you. Do you have a permission? I love that you shared one for like 
for me and the listeners too. Do you have one for yourself this week? I give myself permission to stay out late. I'm going to a concert Friday night with some friends and I give myself permission to stay up as late as I want after the concert. Cause sometimes I like to, I mean, always, I like to talk to the band after the show. And, and so I give myself permission to, to stay out late. Ooh, I love that. <clears throat> To be sensual in the moment and romanticize yes. life. Yes, romanticize life. Oh my God, yes. I love it. I love it. Amazing. This has been such a beautiful conversation. Honestly, I'd love to have you back on the pod at yeah. some point. Maybe after I write the book, we can talk Ooh. about it. Yes, please. That'd be, be so fun. So fun. I can't wait. Amazing. Where can our listeners find you online? Like, What are you promoting? Where can they find you? Tell us all yes. the things. Yes, yes. Instagram at Hey Meg Calvin. And TikTok, Meg Calvin, Facebook, Meg Calvin. And then I'd love to give a free gift to your listeners, which is a free training, three ways to make marketing your book more fun and less frustrating. So if you go to megcalvin.com, you will get that free training. Amazing. We'll have all of that linked in the show notes down below. Also, I'm going to link your books. So I'll oh my talk gosh. to you after about where to find those. So oh, I'll yes. have them all linked in the show notes. Oh, awesome. And they can also get those on the book at megcalvin.com, the books tab. But yes, I'll definitely, I'll definitely share those links with you right now. See. Amazing. This has been, again, like I said, such a beautiful conversation. Love your energy. So excited that you're here. Um, Ditto. Yeah. Thank you so much. My pleasure. I'll see you on Spotify or I'll listen to you on Spotify. Thank you so much for Meg for being here. Such an amazing guest. So glad that she was here. Again, I'm just speechless after this episode. It was so good. So if you want to check out Meg, uh, all the links will be down in the show notes. Get her books, get her free trainings, all that good stuff. Show her some love on the social media. And while you're there, follow us on Instagram, wildly.balanced, or check out our website, wildlybalancedpodcast.com. I've been truly loving having these guest episodes it's been so exciting to like you know kind of get to see people that I don't already know get to interview new people and share their message with the world so if you want to be a guest on the podcast go to wildlyboundpodcast.com forward slash be our guest to fill out the application see you next week